Welcome to the Property CEO Podcast, your inside track to the world of property with your hosts, Ian Child and Richie Clapson. Hello and welcome to the Property CEO Podcast. My name is Richie Clapson and I'm here with Ian Child. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about networking. And is that just a property networking, Ian? Uh, Well, we're going to focus on property networking. But to be honest, what works for property pretty much works for most other types of networking situation as well. Excellent. And so I know from my experience, you know, how bad most people are at networking. You know, my time as a a property networking host certainly certainly showed that to me. Exactly. And funny enough, it was only... Only yesterday, in fact, I was recounting to a friend of mine one of the uh, the more interesting meetings oh, yeah. that uh, that was hosted by your good self uh, a little while ago. Okay, what what one was that? Um, I don't know if you remember. It was the one where you disappeared into the ladies' toilet for about yeah, half an okay. hour. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, well, to be clear, I didn't actually go into the ladies' toilet. Well... You went through a door that had the word ladies. Possibly, but that was just a sign which said actually that was the entrance to the ladies' toilet. Maybe I ought to explain for those that are listening exactly what happened. So, yes, it was a networking event that I was hosting. And uh, unfortunately, um, we had a bit of a problem with the main speaker. The main speaker didn't turn up, if you recall. I and, do remember. Yeah, and uh, the main speaker was was due, and uh, you know there was a speaker beforehand. We then had a speed networking break, if you remember, yep. in the middle. And then the main speaker was on for an hour, so we had an hour's presentation. And I was getting a little bit nervous. You might recall this, actually. That I was uh, You were looking a bit sweaty from a distance. I, I yeah. was, because the main speaker normally turns up during the first speaker's slot, but he hadn't turned up. Yep. I hadn't turned up during the networking break, and I realized I had to do something. Now, if you remember, I had a good friend of mine, Angie, was there helping me out that evening, and mm-hmm. I said to her, well, you better, you better sort out the, uh, the main speed networking and I'll write a presentation. So I actually quickly put together a presentation for the second half. Luckily, I had my laptop with me, and I had something I could quickly put together. And I can't remember. I think it was on uh, business development or something for, for property people. Although for the rest of the audience, um, if you were watching this unfold, you wouldn't necessarily realize that that was what was happening. Because you, 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 you wouldn't started... realize I was sweating as much as I was. You, no. you, you look pretty sweaty. <laughs> and then you disappeared into the ladies' yeah, toilet. Yeah, OK. You're coming back to the ladies' toilet thing. So let me just explain what that is. So uh, basically, everyone come back. From the, from the networking, they all sat back around the tables, and I said, don't worry, the main speaker is here. And what I did, I had the little clicker, you know, the clicker for the, for the presentation, mm-hmm. and the door that was up adjacent to the stage actually was a corridor. It wasn't officially the ladies' toilet. Right. And what I decided to do, just for a bit of fun, I disappeared into that corridor and said, I'm going to go and get the main speaker. And we all thought you were doing a runner like down the forest. <laughs> well, I was disappearing. Uh, and so what I then did is, if you recall, I clicked the button, mm-hmm. and um, the button then went on to your main speaker is Richie Clapson. And I can't remember exactly what the talk was. And then I remember I, I jumped out of the door, and I went, ba-bam, it's me. You it, did. It and, was a real yeah, so, moment. You know, um, yes, I, I did it. I, I, um, I pulled it together. I didn't go into the ladies' toilet. I just went to the corridor towards the ladies' toilet. We believe you. And... Uh, I, you know, I don't want to do that again. I don't have any uh, too many one-hour speeches up my sleeve ready to go. So um, anyway, that's that's that. But this this podcast, we're going to be talking about networking. So this is a, a good little lead into that. So I'm going to uh, ask a few questions to yourself here because I know you, you've, you're quite into networking and, and, and there's a lot of science behind this networking. So first of all, how important is networking 
when it comes to property investment in your view? Well, I think networking in, in any form of business is, uh, is important. In property investing, whatever strategy you're following, uh, networking is, yeah, the, the, the importance is immense. There's that saying, isn't there? Uh, your network is your, your net worth. And it's important to, to realise, I think, that, that networking is a science uh, and it's not an art. You know, people think that networking is something that you're either good at or you're not. People that have got a kind of you know, gregarious personality are going to be really good at it, and those that uh, that perhaps are quieter individuals are just not going to be just not cut out for it. But actually, that's not the case. If you treat it as as a science, you know, you can be really successful at networking. You know, whatever your uh, your personality is, uh, and the bar is generally set very low on it. I'm guessing here as well is that those people that you see out there that almost looks like it comes natural, they probably are putting a bit of science to this before they get to those meetings. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the ones that do it really, really well uh, are the ones that have a game plan. As I said, it's, uh, it is a science. It's, it's not an art. I know from my own experiences over the years, I've, I've worked really hard about going, you know, going to a network meeting, thinking what I want to get out of it, and coming up with ways, teaching myself ways of how I can move from one person to another. If I get stuck with someone who's a bit boring, I want to move on. Uh, and you have to teach yourself these things and then go and practice it and get it into play. Absolutely. So what, what would you say are the most common mistakes that uh, people make when they're new to this? I think the ones that, that I see most, uh, there's probably three types. There's the, the card collector, which is quite rare, but you do see them. These are the, um, the people that, that spend kind of 30 seconds with, with everyone and, and, and try and get as many business cards as possible. <laughs> um, so that you kind of see them, they're kind of blur going around the room. I've done it. I've and, done it in the past. <laughs> and, and at the end, they've got the full set. You know, they've, they've actually managed to get, you know, 51 business cards from a room of 50 people. And feel quite chuffed with themselves. They I do. Guess. But, of course, you can't create any relationships in... in 30 seconds you just end up with a fat rolodex and and nobody knows you so it's it yeah that that is a a, a big mistake uh, the second type you see quite a lot of is the wallflower and i, I think most people find networking uh challenging again a lot of people don't feel that comfortable you know exposing themselves putting themselves out there and and and, and, and mingling with people they don't know frightening isn't it if you if you're going to go to your network and meet for the first time and you're totally on your own yeah. It's, it's really scary. So a lot of people, I think, yeah, they do, they do go to these events and tick a mental box. So I've been networking, but actually, it's like the people I see at the gym sometimes. On the uh, you don't go to the gym, do you? I do. Go, yeah, I look, I look through the window. <laughs> I know this is a podcast, but from what from what I see here, you don't look like you go to the gym. <laughs> the, um, you look through the window. You don't look through it. You, you're sitting there and you're watching these guys on the uh, on the normally on the cycling machine. Ladies can go to the gym too, by and, the way, and yeah, and the ladies as well. And um, and they're there. They're doing it for about an hour, but they're not. They're just kind of cycling, having a chat. And and you can imagine that when they go home, they you know, what did you do today? Well, it's yeah, I just you know I went down the gym. Whereas the reality, there's going down the gym and going down the gym. And the same about property meetings, the same about networking. If you simply turn up at an event where you could network but don't, absolutely no point whatsoever. So the wallflower is, the, uh, is, is quite a common one. Can I just tell you a funny story just come to my mind there? Uh, my accountant, who remain nameless, but those who know me will know him. When I first met him about 20 years ago, he, um, he said, I'll meet, I'll meet you at the gym. So I'm expecting this guy to turn up and be, you know, pretty fit. He, he, he was far from that, <laughs> to say the least. And those who know him will know exactly what I'm saying. And, and I said, 
I thought you'd be a member of the gym. He went, no, it's just got a great coffee shop. <laughs> and he joined the gym for the coffee <laughs> nice shop. Nice cakes. Yeah, nice cakes. Sorry, I interject. That's okay. And the third uh, third type of person that quite often see uh, a networks, and this is probably the biggie, is the clinger. So this is this is somebody that, you know, you, t- you go up, you go to the network meeting, you build up the courage to kind of speak to somebody at the start, which is, you know, very natural, what you should do in a networking event. But then you you kind of spend the rest of the evening kind of clinging to them and having this conversation. Uh, and you just end up, you know, you don't talk to anybody else. And, you know, internally you pat yourself on the back and say, well, I did some networking. But actually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you a year to get the same number of business cards as the, uh, as the card collector. So uh, it, it really is, yeah, you, you need to have some middle ground. But, but that's the confidence thing again, isn't it? You go in and you, and, and you meet someone who's prepared to talk to you. If you're a bit frightened about the whole event, you, you do cling on to that person. So it can be quite difficult. Okay, what, what tactics then should you apply when you're networking? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you're talking about a plan. So it's it's about having a plan for what you're looking to get out of the meeting before you arrive. Uh, definitely go early and stay late. I would say that you know, most of the property networking events, they tend to have a speaker in the middle. I would view that as a networking meeting with a break in the middle rather than a speaking meeting with networking either mm-hmm. side. It's about, take, yeah. about the networking. So set yourself a target, you know, Let's just say you want to get somewhere between maybe two to five new contacts. Um, and bear in mind that you're going to be, you want to be the instigator here. You want to be the person that's kind of getting out there and introducing yourself to people. So take the lead. Take the lead. Uh, most people do hate networking because they, they, they're either shy or they feel a bit subconscious. But you just got to go for it. You just got to pretend that you're just, that there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing to be scared of. Just go for it. Get the body language right. Um, you know, we know that over half the messages we give people come from, you know, the facial expression and our posture. You know, it's not about what you say. So do things, you know, shake hands, maintain eye contact. Don't be distracted and looking over somebody's shoulder uh, when they're speaking to you. Just, you know, look friendly and, uh, and smile a lot, which is, you know, that's just people are going to warm to you. And remember that a lot of people are in exactly the same situation as, uh, but, but as maintain you Maintain eye contact, but don't stare. Yeah, you've don't worked that out. Don't shake the hand too long. You've worked that out, have yeah? you? Yeah, and don't smile too much. No, no, yeah. no, that, that can look a bit Particularly weird. Particularly if it's an opposite member of the sex, you just completely the wrong message. Exactly. Um, I think the other thing in terms of the plan, you know, is you mentioned it earlier, the opening gambit. So practice ways of starting a conversation. If you just had three ways of starting a conversation that are unlikely to be closed or a dead end, then you can just use that. Any time, there's no issue there. Yeah. There's no embarrassment starting a conversation because it's just it just it just rolls off the tongue. Um, what, 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 what an example of that! What would a, a good opener be? What you would use? Um, you know, do you come here often? <laughs> <laughs> now we're in the bar with the ladies again, aren't we? So okay. No, there, there, there's a whole. I think it, it's whatever suits your personality. Uh, whether you're going to pick something topical in the news, whether you're just talking about, you know, how many times have you been here? Uh, is where are you? Where are you at in your your journey and your property? What do you do and all the rest of it? It's the usual things, but just practice. Just know that you've got them there and you can use them. Just call them when you need them. So prepare before you go in. This absolutely and get this thing yeah. ready. Uh, even if you're completely new to it, you don't have a strategy, you, you haven't got a property business, you're not doing anything property yet, um, just be really clear on, on why you're there. You know, just be very honest and open about what it is that you're doing at the meeting. Never, ever be negative. Always have a positive angle and a perspective on everything that you say when you're, when you're networking. And 
it's sometimes quite a nice thing to do to go out of your way to speak to someone who looks like they might be one of the wallflowers or, or you know, somebody that is perhaps looking a little bit lost or, or nervous. And you can normally tell them because they're on their phone. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah. quite a common way because nobody likes sitting there looking like they're completely lost. Doing so they, a really important email at eight o'clock at night. That, that they just must do rather than speak to anybody. Um, so uh, if you can, and this is a really good uh, technique if you do it, try and remember people's names uh, so you can say hi to them next time. Because, of course, a lot of the, the people you see at property meetings, you'll see, if you go regularly, you'll see time and time again. But I'm rubbish at that. You see, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, everyone's called mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, but that's great. That's a really great technique, isn't it? Because they feel that they're, you know, you recognise them, that's sure. They're bound to recognise you. So the fact that you don't yeah, but remember the name's not name, mate. I just made that up. For sure. <laughs> but, but isn't that great? They think you're the mate. I mean, you've been calling me mate for years. and and, and I found uh, out this morning it's Ian. Yeah, well done. <laughs> but I never knew that because you carry it off really, really well. Some other great tactics you can do if you want to get really serious about it is to, is to actually uh, get close to the, the host um, and the team that are involved with the event. So potentially offer to help the host, you know, free of charge as a helper on, on the night. Uh, because what you'll do is you'll, you'll, you'll get a bit of an inside track on the people that are involved in the event. Uh, but other people will start recognising you as part of the furniture, part of the team. You'll, you'll be... Uh, involved uh, almost in the, an inside track in that in that environment, um, and I suppose they come out and go, "Hello, mate." Hello, mate. They may well do that. They may well do that. I think uh, you can, if you want to take it up a step further, you could offer to speak at an event. Now that is sounds quite scary to for a lot of people, but uh, there's two ways of doing it. The, the the going large on it is actually to offer to do perhaps a 20 minute slot because a lot of these property events may have a, a shorter 20 minute slot at the start and then the main main speaker. Uh, if you've got a story to tell, it doesn't necessarily need to be directly related to a property experience, but something that would be useful to the, the property community. That's a business experience or personal experience, personal development experience. Um, that's one way of going it, uh, doing it. Another way is a lot of these meetings have opportunities for people to step, uh, stand up and do a, just a 20-second elevator pitch. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really, really powerful. And again... Because you're not going to die in that 20 seconds, are Impossible you? to die in that 20 seconds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you do just stand up, and even if all you said was uh, your name and I'm new to property, I've not been here before, uh, I'd love to speak to anybody just to say hi, uh, you'll get a lot of respect in the room for that. And you'll find people come up to you and that's, uh, introduce themselves. But, but we've been there. I've seen it. The, the, there's a particular event near us and you, know, and you and I have both got it on a fairly regular basis and they pass the mic up and down the row. Mm. And, and you can see people's faces. So the mic's coming towards them. The mic's coming towards them. And, yeah. and you know they want to speak and they grab the mic and they pass it straight on. Yeah. And, and then, they, and then they, they, they think, their oh, I've got away with it. Yeah. But you, you just got to break, break that habit and just go, right, I'm going to do it once. Because once you've done it, as you say, you're that rare person in the room, aren't you? I mean, 15, 20% stand up, if that. If that. Yeah. 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 Go just up something as well on, on the names. Um, something I learned years ago is, is, is word association with names. And you can, not that we've got time to talk about this today, but there's a whole host of information out there you can research to practice remembering names. Okay. And when you see someone, you associate their name with some feature of theirs. Okay. Um, it can be a bit rude. So it's not something you want to say out loud, but it's a fantastic technique. And yeah, I, can, dread, I dread asking. Yeah, it, it, can, it can really work. So um, anyway, Pete, um, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just so that's useful in, in, in terms of tactics. But how do you detach yourself from people without causing offence? So if you're with the clinger, 
Mm-hmm. We're going to move on from the clinger. How do we do that? Moving on from the clinger. Well, can be can be tricky because well, the last thing you want to do is to appear rude because uh, that undoes all of your good work. Another really great tip, I think, about networking is even if somebody you discover that somebody is is potentially not helpful to you in in a, any immediate sense, you know that you're you're perhaps there hoping to find somebody that could be a potential you know partner, JV partner, yep. finance, you know, has some finance or or some other skills. You never know. You know. It's a small small world, and you'll be surprised that that actually the people that you you maybe talk to today, uh, who can't help you today, may be people that you end up doing business with or have an opportunity with in one year, three year, five years time. So always be you know talk to people on that basis as if you're going to have a potentially a, a, you're going to know them for the long term. Uh, in terms of disengaging yourself from uh, from conversation, I mean, excuses are good, aren't they? So, uh, you, you you know, wave to somebody across the room, and and or you're going to make a. Uh, I've just got to make a quick call. I'm really sorry, or I need to go to the go to the uh, go to the loo. Uh, so, excuses again, just have these ready, and you can just do that without causing too much offence. So we don't want to just say, "I'm sorry, mate. I've talked to you for ten minutes, and you're boring. I'm going to move on." That's not. You, you wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend that. I don't know if that's that's worked for you in the past, but um, I, I've got away with that. I have to say, but I think people think I'm being sarcastic. But there was an element of truth <laughs> when I said that. Um, but I, d- I did come and speak to you again afterwards, so hopefully you didn't you get did. too upset. Not too upset. No. Well, the other thing you can do, as sort of ally to that, is to be upfront. You know, say that you've. Uh, yeah, I'm here tonight. I've I've promised myself I'm going to meet five, yeah, you know, new people. So it's been great speaking to you. Uh, I'm just uh, so we'll we'll let's exchange cards and maybe we go go for a coffee or something, and then and then go that way. Unless you're being perfectly upfront with people, and people are not going to be offended by that. Um, and then actually, you don't need an excuse, really. I mean, at the end of the day, if you just say uh, it's been great, I really enjoyed talking to you, uh, and then. Shake the hand and say, "Hope to catch up again at the next meeting." So, uh, and just move on. So, you should be able to do it without um, without yeah, offending too many people. Okay. What about tools? People say, "Okay, well, what do I need to go networking?" I mean, tools in, in the loose sense of the word. I mean, but what do you what do you need to take when you're networking? Well, you need your your kind of networking armory. So, firstly, probably the most important thing in the armory is your business cards. So, uh, you always, always take business cards with you. So if you if you don't have a property business uh, or you you perhaps want to have a more generic card, then get some personal cards done, um, so that they've just got your your name uh, and your you know your personal contact details on without necessarily having the name of your business. Um, on personal cards, you can also put a photo on if uh, that that tends to help from a networking perspective. That can help people. Uh, recognize you again because it can you know putting the face to the name people will see you at the next meeting and for sure they'll uh, they'll probably recognize your face but they won't necessarily put the name to it but what i would say though is that if it's a business card then i would tend not to well i'm um, glad you said that yeah i mean you've got quite strong views on uh I was raising my cards. eyebrows at you then when you were chatting, and I think you probably picked up. I didn't know you were going to say about business cards, but something I have to say is, um, I mean, property networking as such, in, in its sense at the moment, a lot of people are getting into the industry. It's relatively new. I mean, I've been doing this for 35 years, and property network meetings as they are now and, and training wasn't around 10 years ago. Mm. So there's a whole host of opportunities, which is really exciting for people to get into it. But I used to laugh. I used to laugh every time, not out loud, I didn't do it out loud, but every time someone would give me a business card with their photo on it. Because I think, well, if you can't be memorable enough, you know, I don't want to look at your photo. I, I've seen you. I'm talking to you. I, 
I have to, I think I recall when I first met you some years back, you actually gave me a card with a photo on it, and I laughed at that one as well. It's A4, yeah. It's A4, yeah. But I absolutely, I, I think definitely from a business card point of view, if you've got your company card, don't put your photo on it because it makes you Agreed. look like a newbie. Yeah. yeah, if you're just starting out and you're completely new and you haven't even got a company set up, a personal one with a photo on it can work well. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the other thing in terms of the armory is that elevator pitch. So the elevator pitch, you know, the idea behind that is that, you know, you've got one opportunity for 20 seconds to talk to somebody and during that 20 seconds you've got to be able to convey what it is you do uh, and what it is that you want from them. So that's something where practice really makes perfect. You don't, don't try even begin to try and, and wing it. Actually write it down, memorise it, get really, really off-pat with what it is that your, your message is and then... It's probably best, actually, to have a, a kind of 20-second one that you can use when you've got the, the opportunity to stand up and tell the room what you do, yep. and then perhaps a longer one where you've got some time with somebody uh, and you're just explaining what it is you do. How long would you, if you're, if you're so in a one-to-one, you've just broken into a little huddle of people talking, and people say, oh, hello, Ian, what, what do you do? How long should that, that pitch be? Personally, that- I, I think about a minute. I mean, at the end of the day, what you want to do is to potentially open up the, the conversation. So if, if you, you don't want to be talking... Um, while some people start drifting off and getting bored, so because you've had that, haven't you? That that can happen quite frequently. To, to, but to uh, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never experienced that. But. Yeah, I can. Uh, that surprises me. But I, I think <laughs> that the uh, having that one minute, uh, sort of roughly that one minute sort of length for your your ele- your longer elevator pitch, that's kind of just about right, so that everybody will know pretty much what it is you do, uh, and that's really important, letting people know what you do, uh, and then it then opens it up to hear what they do and also for you know you can then start having a chat and a gym wag about the things that are related to it cool cool okay um if you can i think be be memorable um that's quite important and then that, that if what do you, you mean by that are you gonna wear a silly hat or no i, th- I think you, you established that, that that didn't work um but if you've got something that just in terms of being able to do maybe with a bit of humor um i don't, don't mean you know, going in and telling jokes. But at the end of the day, you want people to be able to um, to, to remember their conversation with you. So uh, whatever you, you think is relevant to you, yeah. uh, that, you know, that can be useful. Uh, and as we said earlier, having those stock-in-trade conversation openers is always really helpful because it just means you can go straight in to start a conversation. And you've got to bear in mind that the other person is likely to be absolutely... Um, you know, possibly quite mortified at the prospect of going to a network meeting and talking to somebody. So you're immediately going to put them put them at ease. I guess it is. Well, the, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of people in that room exactly the same position as us. If we're brand new, there's going to be a whole lot of other people in there that are completely brand new as well. So, you know, we're, we're not alone in that experience, are we, by, you know, by a right. long, long way. I think... Um, the other thing that you can do is is to research the attendees. So this could be whether it's you know the host or the uh, the guest speakers. So you know check out their their social media profiles. Um, you know, find out who might be going. Who could be useful to you, uh, and also by sort of asking questions at the meeting. If uh, if someone's not useful to you, uh, and as I said earlier, if, you know you never ever be kind of rude or dismissive. Just extract your, yourself tactfully and, and move on to the next one. And one of the things that, that in fact, I think you, you and I had a conversation on a long time ago now, which was the fact that you can never, ever recognize the richest person in the room. Right. It's a really interesting one. Of course, in, in, in the property world, there's all sorts of 
you know, opportunities to do joint ventures with people. And there are serial investors out there who are looking for property projects. Um, you know, you wouldn't necessarily recognize them. So you could well be talking to somebody who could be uh, a potential source of, uh, of finance for one of your projects. Uh, if you work on the basis that they could be, um, whoever you talk to, then that's a pretty good mantra to follow rather than just take people on face value and assume that perhaps, uh, I'm not sure this person is useful. Well, so. we had that. I think the problem the story you're thinking about was uh, that was at a network meeting and there was a guy that I was helping a little. I wasn't mentoring him, but he, he often used to catch me at a meeting and ask me questions about this and that. So, And we were at a meeting and the... Um, I knew he was he was trying to find some private investment, so he, he was looking for money in the, in the purest sense. And he came, he said, oh, can I grab a quick beer with you afterwards? So I thought, well, if you're buying, that's fine. I'm happy with that. And so he bought me a beer, and he said, oh, I'm trying to find money. I, I, I can't find it. I said, oh, what about tonight? He said, oh, no, waste of time, waste of time. So I said, well, believe it or not, you sat next to a guy tonight who had £100,000 to invest, and he was looking for the opportunity to invest it. He went, who was that? I said, well, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you. How do you know? I said, well, I met him tonight for the first time, and I'm, I'm not looking for money right at this point. Yeah, it'd be great, but, but I just had a chat with him. And he then just opened up, and you wouldn't have known, but he, if I recall, he was either Army or Navy. He'd just come out, and I don't know whether he had a payoff or something, but 100000 He didn't want to get involved. He just wanted to invest and get a return, and he was going to go off and do, do some other stuff. So this guy, and actually sat next to him. But, you know, you can't, you can't say to someone, oh, have you got any money to invest? They're not going to turn around and go, yeah, I've got 100000 I'm glad you asked. You know, they've got to get to know you. You've got to build exactly. this relationship. It's the whole point of networking, isn't it? And I think you've, you've had people that you've ended up mentoring simply because you took the time to engage with them and find out, you know, have that conversation, have that networking. They found out that you were a property mentor and a trainer, and then they, you know, you, you started a relationship from there. So I've if- never got mentoring by going out and saying, oh, by the way, I mentor. Anyone, anyone interested? It doesn't happen. No, no. They, they, you've, you've got to build that relationship. They've got to get to know exactly. you. Even once they got to know me, they still want me to mentor them. Otherwise, it's terrific. So I think, uh, I mean, there's always, always amazes me when we go to some of these events, there's the number of new people there are in the room. You'd think, wouldn't yeah. you, that, that because the property meetings take place generally every month, that they end up with uh, the same people time and time again. But actually, there's all, nearly always the host will say, well, how many people are here for the first time? And half the room... On average, put that up. Um, so either they've got you know a really bad short-term memory, or they are genuinely uh, new. And and so the great news there is that most people, if you are new in a property meeting, you're probably in the majority, or certainly in a very hefty minority. Um, there are a few golden rules, I think. Um, to your point about the mentoring, and and not telling people what you do and and kind of selling. Uh, yeah, never sell at a network meeting. It pretty is. It's a bit of a, a bit of a turn off for people. So, so networking is just simply the way of creating the relationship. It's not the way of actually selling anything. Uh, make sure you you give as well as receive. So even if you're kind of new, uh, make sure that you're 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 basically you know, helping others as well as being helped. Um, and um, and and here's one for you know for you. You know, never interrupt the other person when they're speaking. Sorry, I finished. <laughs> what have I ever done that? Uh, yeah. It's only if I, if I just think you're going droning on a bit, then I'll just chip in. But that's okay. You can, I was you chipping in. Is it? Okay. Golden rules. <laughs> you're telling me golden rules. So, um, so yeah. So no, those. I think. Well, I think they're the main ones, and getting getting comfortable with moving around and disengaging yourself. But the, the the biggest one of all is basically have some rules, have a plan when you go in there. 
Okay, I won't interrupt you because I think you stopped talking, so I'll, I'll pitch in now. Um, but just in terms of this process, as you said, networking is about uh, connecting with people and building a relationship. Yeah. So what's, what's the best follow-up process after a network meeting? Well, I think if you're able to, you know, your target is to contact and make, you know, have, a, have a reasonable conversation with between two, two and five people, say, then what you should do is just follow up with an email. And, and I wouldn't do a kind of standard cut and paste one. I would, I would do a, a personalized one, maybe just reference at a very high level what you talked about and you know, just say, really enjoyed our conversation. Hope to see you at the next one. And then for somebody that you think is, it'd be worth having a follow-up conversation with, just put it out there. You know, would you like to meet up for a coffee? Uh, I think most, uh, a lot of business is done in the coffee shop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we know when it comes to things like finding a partner that you want to invest with, you know, a JV partner, somebody, if an investor is looking uh, to work with somebody uh, on a project, that there is a quite a, a large number of touch points they need. You know, I think seven, the is seven, yeah. yeah seven so seven points. times they've got to meet before they feel comfortable to say yes. I need seven bits of cake. You need to buy me seven bits of cake before I even entertain talking to you. That that explains a fair amount. In um, one afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so... so d- Again, you've met once at the property meeting, going for a coffee afterwards is number two. And then, yeah, it kind of builds from there. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't, unless you're really, really um, finding it difficult to stay awake or you just really like cake, I wouldn't necessarily go for a coffee with every single person whose business card you get at an event. <laughs> but, um, but, no, that, that, that's probably the best, uh, the best follow-up. Uh, and then just make sure that you, you, know, you, you keep the business cards, put them in some form of CRM system if you've got one. It's really easy to do, loads of free online, online ones. Uh, and maybe just make a note of, uh, of any useful bits of information, such as you know, potentially maybe what their strategy is or, or whatever it is that you, you learned about them when you had the conversation. Best to make those notes that night, isn't it? However late the meeting is, when you go home, yeah. either jot them on the back of the business card or a separate piece of paper because you go to sleep and wake up in the morning and it's, you, you forget it when you get the wrong notes against the wrong person and that's not so good. Where can you go networking then? Well, there's lots of property networking meetings all over the country. So uh, you need to get yourself down to uh, a networking meeting, you know, a local one. If, if perhaps you've not you know, been to one before, there will be one in your area. Uh, if you're a regular uh, uh, property meeting already, I would go to, to one or two out of area. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I think once you start getting into property, it can be quite easy to get out of the habit. You kind of think, well, you know, I'm a bit busy. Um, yeah, life gets in the way. Most of the, the networking meetings, obviously, in the evening. So you're you're making a commitment from sort of six six thirty through till maybe uh, ten o'clock, and and hopefully, if you're doing it properly, a bit longer. You should be perhaps the first one to arrive and the last one to leave. Uh, but it it is easy to get out of habit. So if you can do one, if you do one a week. You're yep. onto a, uh, onto a winner. Even if you did one a fortnight, yeah, that's still still pretty good going. What's the minimum you'd recommend? I would I would say well the minimum the minimum is definitely you've got to go you've got to get out there once a month to your local one I would say um, and that that then ticks a number of boxes but I really would be you know if you go to two networking meetings you are more or less doubling your opportunities of finding um, you know it's a, a, a lot of things potential people to work with information the, the invariably the speakers that they have on on these circuits uh, are entertaining and educational so you know you're going to learn something speaking. yeah even even when you're speaking um so you know there, there are there, i guess if you're serious about this whilst one one is a minimum you've got to do that you've got to do the two a month at least I think if you're so. serious about getting into this, yeah. so you get your momentum going, you've got to do at least two. And if you've got your plan and you've got all your, your armoury, it's, it's, 
it's easy because you, you become you will become the slickest networker in the room because the bar is set really really low in networking i think i think there's you know right. you, yeah. you look around and and normally you see people talking to each other and quite often what i've noticed is that it, that they're doing a version of the clear they're they're the guys that that know each other and they meet up in the networking meeting and they have the same conversation with the same four people every single month. So their, their network is never expanding. They're just reinforcing the, the three people that they've known for the last five years. And you know, that that's not the point of networking. Um, it really is about trying to find new contacts who are going to be able to educate you, uh, and potentially, you know, work with you or find solutions for you, uh, going forward. Excellent. Okay. Just, Summarising all all of that in a great you know talk over networking, what what would you say your top three takeaways are for anyone going to go networking? What would you see the sort of top three points are? Well, I guess the first one is probably what we were just saying about prioritising it. Um, so don't make it a, a nice to have. Don't think that oh, you know, it's one of those things. If there's enough time left, I'll do it. Make it an absolute priority. Uh, to get out there and, and become a networker and go to some of these events. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be property events. There's lots of business networking events as well, and they can be, uh, they can be useful too. I think the second one is where we, where we started, which was with a, with a game plan. So, so many people turn up and they, they, they just turn up and that's it. There's no plan. It's just, I wonder who's going to talk to me. Uh, that's not the way to get the most of it. So to really think about what you're trying to get out of the event um, and then just just make it happen. Just have that, that game plan to go and speak to people. And then, of course, it's that armory. You know, make sure that you've got your business cards. Make sure you've got your elevator pitch and you've rehearsed it. You know, the conversation openers, all of that stuff. And you put all those together, you will be, uh, yeah, in the top 5% of people in the room networking and you'll get the results. So going back to that concept that we kind of started with, that old saying, that your network is your net worth, you will be increasing that kind of exponentially. That's brilliant. Well, I think that's a that's a real good insight into networking, Ian. Fantastic. Thanks for that. Well, that's all we've got time for in this episode, but please join us again next time when we'll be giving you the inside track on another part of the property world. In the meantime, feel free to, to check out our other episodes and you can also visit our website, which is at propertyceo.co.uk. But until next time, it's a good find from us both. Goodbye.